faith is one of those things that gets us through life, but the society that we have built has distorted faith to a certain degree, and we have a misunderstanding of how faith works. Um, Nike is the one that I like to throw the finger out on that when, when they did the old uh, routine of just do it. You know, for a while, even churches adopted that attitude that no matter what you got in life, what's, no matter what's going on, just go do it. As if everything was always in place, as if we had the power to just go do whatever we needed. And it doesn't necessarily work that way. And we find that in our Old Testament scripture readings. Today we'll be looking at the uh, book of Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 7, and then 17 through 18. After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your reward will be great. But Abraham said, Lord God, what can you give me? since I am childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Abram continued, Look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. Now the Lord came to him, This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, your offspring will be that numerous. Abraham believed the Lord and credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am Yahweh who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you land to possess. And when the sun had set and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch appeared and passed between the divided animals. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, I give this land to your offspring from the brook of Egypt to the Euphrates River. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father God, we come before you today. We thank you for the time that you have given us to come together here to gather in your house. Father, we just ask that you send a word of hope and inspiration to us today. And Father, I just ask that during this time that you remove from me any desire to speak my own will. Empty me and fill me with your spirit that every word that we have would proceed from your throne. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The text that we read today, if you saw up on the screen, notice that I referenced to the person as Abraham, but the word is actually written, or the name is actually written as Abram, A-B-R-A-M. Abraham had an experience later on in his relationship with God where God changed his name to Abraham. So Abram and Abraham are the same person, and I say that so that when I reference him as Abraham today, you won't think that I'm thinking about someone else. It is the one and the same person. Abraham is one of our patriarchs. He's one of our founding fathers. God called upon him to go out on this marvelous journey from the land of Ur to a promised land. And and the thing about him going to the promised land when God called him is God didn't tell him exactly where he was going. Ultimately, what he said was this, pack your bags, take some of your family with you, and go. And when you get there, I'll let you know that you're there. And sometimes in life, that's what 
happens with us, and that's exactly how God works most of the time. There is no just go out and do it when we walk by faith. We're Christians. We're not of the world. And the corporate world does not determine how the church functions and how we think. Scripture tells us time and time again to walk by faith and not by sight. And we see that with Abraham on his journeys. God promised him something very precious and very dear to him and his wife Sarah. And that was a child. And what made that promise so magnificent was that Sarah was already past the stage of childbearing. The chances of it happening were were slim to none. But God said to Abraham, this is going to happen in your life. This is what I have planned for you. And it took faith to fulfill that promise. Not faith of God having faith in himself, but Abraham having faith in God. The one thing we want to know about faith is this. It's not a wish. It's not something that that we enact that, that contradicts reason. Faith and reason work hand in hand. And I think that when we get to this stage of Abraham's life where he's encountering God now, we start to see God pointing that out and Abraham starting to accept it. You see, God has already made Abraham a fairly wealthy man. He's blessed him with with family, blessed him with animals, blessed him with riches. But the one thing that he hadn't blessed him with was a son. And it's not that, that Abraham didn't like the female of the race. It was just the, the tradition in that day was this, that, that the firstborn son would, would inherit the father's kingdom. And when Abraham is speaking with God, he comes to him and he says, you know what, you have given me all these things, but what you haven't given me is someone to inherit all the blessings that you've given me. He said, my slave is going to wind up getting everything. And, you know, that was a fair question or a fair statement that Abraham made to God during during the course of their conversation. But here's what I want you to see is this, is that it was a statement, not a demand. In other words, Abraham didn't go before God and say, well, God, you've given me all these things. Now I need you to give me a son, and I expect you to give me a son so that he can inherit things. What he was doing is he was pointing out to God, you know what, you're telling me that I'm going to be the father of of many descendants and and that I'm going to have my family do all these things throughout history. But I don't even have a son to accept my inheritance. And I like the way he did it that way. Especially when we compare his statement with statements that might be made today in our society. When we demand 
to have what we want. You see, walking by faith isn't telling God what we want and expecting Him to deliver. Walking by faith is surrendering our life to Christ, to, to walk in His likeness, to walk toward becoming better disciples. Walking by faith is allowing God to work in circumstances that, that surround us even when we don't understand what's going on and know that He's active and that He has a plan to, to bless each and every one of His children. I don't pretend to know what God is doing in Ukraine, but I know that Scriptures are clear that there's going to be wars and rumors of war. There always have been and there always will be. And we pray for the tragedy, but we know that, that one day that there's going to be peace. And it may not be by our doing, but by letting go of circumstances and things that we have no control over and allowing God to work through the people that, that He's appointed to work in those circumstances, to do what it is that they were called to do. And, and while all that's happening over there, we have to, to be okay with knowing that, that we can be happy here, that we can understand the, the tragedies that are happening in the world and be compelled to pray or act on their behalf in some form or fashion. but that it's still okay to be happy and content in the safety and security that God has planted us in. You see, when we follow the example of Abraham, we find that there's less turmoil in our personal lives. We listen to God as He speaks to us in prayer, through our neighbors, through his word, and find rest from the things that we fight with and struggle with, and the, the things that we try to force to make happen in our lives and let go and let God because he has our best interest at heart. Now, things may not happen when we want them to happen, how we want them to happen, but they will happen in accordance to God's will. Second Peter says this, For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Spirit. And I love that passage and I find so much comfort in that passage because we hear so many people speaking on behalf of God. Or sometimes we, we hear emotions inside of us or, or, you know, voices from outside of the world telling us who we're to be or what's going to happen and how we are to prepare for it. And many people come in the name of God to deliver a message that, that was never conceived by God. But if there is a passion 
and a hope burning within your heart. And you know that it's there because the Spirit has led you there. That you hold on to it. No matter what you encounter, and no matter how long it takes for that prophecy to be fulfilled. Because a word spoken from God will find its place in your life and will find its fulfillment in God's time. And when we're waiting for that promise to be fulfilled, we have to cast aside doubt and fear. Now, I'm not saying by any form or fashion that we don't reason within ourselves our actions. As we said earlier, faith doesn't contradict reason. They walk hand in hand with one another. But sometimes we get impatient and we want it right here, right now. And Abraham, our, our founding father, experienced that very thing in his life. God promised him that son, if we remember. And all he had to do was hold on to faith and walk with God in accordance with his teachings. And I think that's where we, we lose it sometimes. I think that's where, where doubt comes in. When we see certain circumstances and we don't see it happening at a certain time of life, we start doubting that it's going to happen. We start questioning whether or not who we hear, is it really God or is it just something that's stirred up inside of me? Is it just something that I don't want to let go of? That you have to decide for yourself. But if it is God who is speaking to you, when those voices start appearing, remind yourself of the promises of God. And when you fall, remind yourself that even our patriarchs did the same. Abraham and his wife reasoned together. They looked at the circumstance. Even after God said again to them, you're going to have a child by this time next year, Sarah, his wife, laughed. But when they stepped off the path of faith, they determined their own way. See, Abraham knew right from wrong. But when he looked at the promise that God gave him of a son, he looked at his current circumstance and he said that, that my wife is past the age of bearing a child. There is no way that she can have a son for me. So they said that what God must really mean is, let me go make a son for myself. And he produced a child with their slave, Hagar. And that started a whole new branch of problems. But God was graceful and merciful. And even when he saw that they made mistakes, forgave those mistakes, and held true to his promise to deliver a son to Abraham. And even after Sarah left, 
within a year's time, she gave birth to her son Isaac. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. It's our belief that God is going to do something. We may see it in our hearts and and we may see it in our minds and we may not see it in the physical world, but faith keeps persisting over and over. The dream, the hope, and the vision for your path and your future. Don't lose hope because it hasn't happened yet. Dig in and keep fighting. Sometimes what God wants to do with us is this, is he wants to to see how faithful we're going to be. He already knows what we're capable of at this stage in our life. But how capable are we going to be six months down the road of fulfilling his will? Maybe there's things about us that that God wants to, to take away from us. Like quick tempers. Or if you're me, the ability to open your mouth and put your foot into it. Maybe he wants to create patience in you and in me so that when we're dealing with those future circumstances and those future husbands and wives and grandchildren and children or other people in our community that we'll have the patience to love them, to discipline them, and care for them the way that we should. When God's word goes out, it goes out for a purpose, and it affects all those that it was attended to. One of the things that we didn't read in today's passage was a section of Scripture about a sacrifice that Abraham made. See, when Abraham said, how is this going to be, God told him to go out and take some animals and sacrifice them. Cut them in half. And he did that to speak to him in a language that he understood. You see, during that time frame, that was a a ritual. It was a commitment that someone was making. What they were saying was this, that, that, that if I perform this ritual on your behalf, then I'm saying to you that if I don't fulfill that commitment, then that will be me, that I will give my life in its stead. And 
God made that commitment to Abraham. That's how sure he was about it. When the scripture said that the, the fire and the flame was, was seen moving between the animals, that's God's way of saying to Abraham, my commitment to this promise to you is so strong that I will commit my own life to its fulfillment. You don't have to doubt it. You don't have to worry about it. And you don't have to, to fear the circumstances. For God will do what God says he will do in his time. And it seems like it's a difficult task sometimes to, to wait for, for that time to come so that we can be fully fulfilled by the blessing that God has for us, and it is. But, but if we take each day one by one and, and take advantage of everything that God has presented for us in that day, we find that there's, though there's a void waiting for that promise to be fulfilled, that there are many things in our lives that God has given us along that journey to make life worth living. Slow down. Let God be God. He's going to do what he said he's going to do in his time. But enjoy the journey. Back in the 70s, someone wrote a song. The song is about a young man sitting with his mother and she was giving him advice about life, but... The true inspiration for the song actually came from the grandmother, a guy by the name of Gary Rosington, sat down and he talked to him, or she talked to him about life and how it should be lived. And from that conversation, these words came. Mama told me when I was young, Come sit beside me, my only son, and listen closely to what I say. And if you do this, it will help you some sunny day. Take your time and don't live too fast. Because troubles will come, but they will pass. Find a woman, yeah, and you'll find love. But don't forget, son, there is someone up above. Don't take your eyes off God. Don't forget your dream. Let life slow. Work with your hands. Love one another. And wait for God. He will do what he says. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you today and thank you for the opportunity that you've given us here to gather today. And Father, as we look to the promises that you have made to us in our lives, help us to stay focused. Help us to remember that, that you're the reason that we dream to start with. 
that when you speak a word into our heart and into our life, that we can count on you to bring to fulfillment all the promises that you have made. Help us to walk slowly, to walk passionately, and to always stay focused on you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Go in grace and mercy and peace empowered by God and his love to care for, to provide for, and to live in hope and exploration. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.